Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. Another preview episode of the podcast. It is November, believe it or not, and uh, we are in the thick of SEC play. Getting ready for Georgia's big game on Saturday against Missouri. And to help us preview this game, we've got the Columbia Daily Tribune's Callum McAndrew. I believe Callum was on the podcast with us last year uh, for what turned out to be a very, very competitive game between the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Callum, how is this Wednesday treating you as we get ready for a game that really may wind up determining who wins the SEC East? Yeah, absolutely. It's been going good. It's busy times around Columbia, obviously, uh, experiencing a few more wins than I think a, a lot of people expected. But yeah, it's uh it's, it's we're going good here. Yeah, I want to kind of start with that, Callum. And I don't think I'm alone in this that a lot of people thought Missouri may be, you know, in the bottom of the SEC East. You kind of wondered about Eli Drinkwitz's job. And they've done a ter- terrific job, seven and one overall, three and one in conference. They're number 12 in that initial college football playoff rankings. Just what's been the vibe around this team this year with the success they've had? And like we said, going into a very big game when it comes to the conference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, just speaking with uh, with the players and the coaches yesterday, you know, it's, it's it's tough to tell when people are maybe putting on a facade. You know, I mean, I don't want to say fish out of water, but this is this is heights that they haven't reached in quite a while. You know, they're on their best start to a season since 2013. That's their highest ever ranking in the CFP poll. But they, they they seem to be pretty calm, pretty relaxed. That this is kind of where they almost expected they, they would be at this point in the season. Um, they've kind of gone through with that, that mantra all year. Um, I, I I don't see any any signs that they're they're feeling nervous or anxious about where they are. I think this is kind of the, the belief. I think there's um, a, a general calmness around the program right now, which which really I mean you wouldn't expect for for a team that's kind of been that middling team in the SEC for the last couple of years. Just for you, because you've covered this team, what stands out to you mm-hmm. as the biggest difference this year compared to say 2022? They're really getting all facets of the game going together. I mean, you look back to 2021 where they were they were pretty confident on offense. You know, they had Connor Bazelak, who wasn't fantastic that year, but he was still the SEC freshman of the year the year before. And, he, you know, they still had pieces to, you know, they had Tyler Beatty, who just went for obscene yards and, and really got them a lot of wins that year. But their defense wasn't very good. You know, they were just hemorrhaging yards, uh, you know, on the run and just, just couldn't get that facet. Last year, they couldn't get their offense going to save themselves you know Brady Cook's first year starter just 
didn't have the pieces around them to really really get anything going and their defense was great you know you think back to that Georgia game where they really really stifled Stetson Bennett and, and Code for three three quarters pretty effectively but they just couldn't put it all together this year they've really meshed it together they, they've really got the pieces they needed in the transfer portal they've really they've supplemented their team well there's really not a glaring weakness on the team anymore which there has been for the past couple of years putting that all together is is, is kind of how they've got here and then it's, it's kind of culminated in, in where they are now let's start with brady cook obviously he's done such a good job this year had a, mm. had a streak there of not throwing any interceptions very impressive what has stood out to you about his play and and how important he's been to the offense's success yeah i mean yeah he is the offense i mean they entered this year with with this alleged quarterback battle between him and Sam Horn, the guy from Georgia, the guy, you know, the four-star recruit. Um, uh, but all we ever hear about Brady Cook is how important he is to the team, how important he is, uh, his leadership qualities are, how important he is just knowing the offense, understanding the offense, building relationships with the guys on the team. Uh, and it's really showed this year. And he's matched that with some really, really stellar play. I mean, I think he went 350 passes without throwing an interception, just obscene numbers. Um, yeah, he's he's really meshed that that trust that he's instilled with with his teammates and with the coaches with some stellar play. He, he, he he's much more comfortable. He's protected better. He's he's making better throws. He's leading drives better. He, he, just an all round. It's night and day from where he was last year on the field, but all those leadership qualities have stayed the same. My cat has decided is coming in for a guest appearance today. Totally fine. Totally fine. We'll take all the expert opinions we will get. Uh, I want to move on to the run game. You know, Cody Schrader was a guy that played really, really well uh, in that matchup last year. I mean, pretty much the play of the game is him running to like the one and Malachi starts getting mm -hmm. tackled. Right. They wind up putting them out of the end zone. But, uh, you know, he's not done it alone this year. How, how big has the run game been with him and the other guys involved on the ground? Well, I mean, increasingly more so in recent weeks, it has just been Cody Schrader. Um, you know, you look at, uh, I mean, I think against South Carolina, he played 60 of, the 65, 60 of the 65 offensive snaps. He took every single carry. I mean, he, I mean, he was in that game for for the full, the full shebang. Um, he's... For those that don't know, he's such an interesting story as well. He was a Division II transfer. He came from Truman State a couple hours north of uh, Columbia. He was a walk-on. He was going to be the sixth-string running back. Eli Drinkwitz had no intention of ever playing him, and he's he's come up, and he's now, I mean, he's, I think, leading the SEC in rushing yards right now. Um, a, a really important football player. If you ask him, it's all starting up front for them. They've obviously got two extremely talented tackles at the moment, Javon Foster and Armin Membu, that he's, you know, he's just working with those zone reads. He's just tailing them a lot and really getting a lot of yards before contact, which has been very important for him. That's where he's really been able to excel, not so much after the con after contact, but he's, I mean, a, a really cool story. Um, and, and, I mean, he's, he's been so important to this team. Um, really, I mean, just keeps on scoring, which which never hurts. Yeah, anytime you can get that, you will certainly take it. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the to the receivers, uh, you know, they, they lose Dominic mm -hmm. Lovett, who's going to be a big part of the yep. storyline this week. Uh, but obviously they, they got Luther Burden and several other big-time receivers. Uh, what stands out to you about this receiving core and, and what they've accomplished to this point in the season? 
Absolutely, they complement each other so well. That's the that's the huge part about this. Um, you know, they went to the portal and got Theo Wees, a former five star guy from Oklahoma. Um, you know, he's a six foot three, six foot four, really talented Jacks receiver. Just uh, and he's been exceptional, especially in 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 the end zone. They're able to target him, get him matchups that they like, and and he's really been effective in that facet of the game. But having Luther Burton moved to the slot after Dominic Lovett left is just, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, he, he is, he is so good at getting yards after the catch. He is so good at creating something out of absolutely nothing. So putting him there and just getting the ball in his hands, which is what everybody wished when this guy, you know, the number three recruit in the nation signed, um, what everyone wished they would see out of him, you're now seeing. Um, but the compliment between him and Theo Wees really has been, you know, if, if Luther's getting uh, getting in double coverage, you're getting a good matchup with Fees, who has some of the safest hands I think I've ever seen. He's, he's, uh, it, it really is working on all fronts for them on that front at the moment. And then they've just got a lot of other guys that they can turn to as well. They've got this freshman that ran a 10.2 second 100 meter in high school who's been just, if they want to send them, they can, um, which is, that never hurts. Um, they've got Mookie Cooper, who's such a good short yardage option, really been effective in, in the short passing game. They have a really deep receiver room. It's what they'd said at the start of the season, but you never know how much to, to believe. Um, but it, it's really it's really showing up at the moment. And it starts with with Wees and Burton, obviously. When we talked to Kirby Smart on Tuesday night, he talked a little bit about Kirby Moore and what sort of caught mm-hmm. his attention from him. How big of a, a of an asset do you feel like Kirby Moore has been and what he's been able to do with this offense? It, it, I mean, night and day from where they were last year. And I, I think that, that it's deeper than just, hey, this guy's a great play caller. Um, you know, I, Eli Drinkwitz got some flack, you know, for, for not – getting the offense meant to be this offensive guru and the offense didn't look anything like that this time last year. But, you know, when you're the head coach, I think he really was stretching himself way too thin, coaching quarterbacks, calling the plays, being a head coach, doing this, doing that, doing that. Bringing Kirby Moore in has just, it's, it has just given them the freedom to do more individualized coaching, to have someone specified to calling the plays on game days and letting Drinkwitz be Drinkwitz on the sideline. Um, but, to, to the scheme itself, I mean, Moore had so much success at Fresno State. Um, you know, obviously, his brother, Kellen Moore, um, is, is, is an NFL coordinator. Um, they, I mean, the scheme is so much more varied, so much more multiple than it was last year. They really have so much more options. And that, given they, ha- they have more offensive weapons to work with than they did this time last year. But um, he, he's, he's been such a, such a useful addition to the program. Um, it's that was that was a that was a smart move. I have to admit, I did not realize that Kirby and Kellen were brothers. So that yeah, got, yeah. got the coaching <laughs> right there. Yeah, what, uh, yeah. Is I think Kellen's at the Chargers now. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, flipping over to the defense, Callum. What do you, what do you feel like is the strength of this defense? What has allowed hmm. them, or on the whole, really outside of that LSU game, to play as strong as they have on the defensive front? Uh, one name, Chris Abrams. Drain. I mean, this guy is—he's if if not one of the most talented cornerback in the country. I mean, he is—he is just an absolute rock at corner. Just, I mean, very. I mean, Blake Baker said it last week. The defensive coordinator, when he's when he's matched up, there's very few times he's actually getting beat, and it, 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 it's it's so interesting to watch teams still go after him because it just it, it very rarely works. Now, obviously, Georgia has 
way more than anyone that Mizzou has played so far this season. So that'll be an incredibly interesting matchup to see who they stick on uh, Chris Abrams' drain and who they target him. But really two excellent cornerbacks. Uh, Ennis Rakeshaw has been dealing with some injuries, but still a, still an excellent option there. Uh, Mark Slark and Drayden Norwood are two Power 5 transfers that are having good seasons as well, especially when Rakeshaw's been out. Um, but really, the... the the overarching strength of this Mizzou defense is, is its experience. Um, I think they returned eight of their 11 starters. They have a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. They've supplemented that with a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. And that's really showing. They weren't quite where they wanted to be in the first couple of games of the season. But as it's progressed, you look, they just, I mean, they jumped out to a 24-3 lead against South Carolina. And there, was, there wasn't a universe South Carolina was ever going to overturn that. They, they, they completely limited... The, uh, I mean, what is not a great South Carolina team, albeit, but they completely limited them to almost nothing. Um, the, the, that experience is beginning to show. It's a lot of guys that have, have, have done this for quite a while. Um, so it's, it's it's a good time, I think, on, on the Mizzou defense. I think it's a, they've, they've seen it, been there. I have to say that Chris Abrams' drain has a special place in my heart from watching him in high school at Spanish Ford. I remember oh, covering it. all right. I, Covering a playoff game, it would have been the state semifinals, and Callum, he beat Opelika High School by himself. I mean, like, he was at quarterback. <laughs> His team, their quarterback had gotten hurt maybe the second or third game of the year, and they were like, okay, we're just going to put Chris at quarterback let him run around. And uh, he made it work. I, I don't know that they won the state championship that year, but I know they got there, and it was because of Chris Abrams' drain. I, I did a story on him and uh, the, these high school coach, I think it was Ben Blackman was, was talking to me. He was like, we had him out on one series, took this suite just around 60 yards to the house, turned around, came out at safety in the next drive and, and picked it off. And I mean, just an incredible athlete. He came, he was recruited as a wide receiver. He moved to the nickel in his sophomore year. He's a cornerback now. They're switching around all over the place, but he's been good wherever they put him. Um, a really, really, really good athlete. Yeah, a guy like that, you just put him on the field, he's going to make plays. Uh, let's take a quick break, come back, and talk specifically about Saturday, the keys and what we're looking for in this matchup between Missouri and Georgia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Well, Callum, let's start with Dominic Lovett. He's been a big part of the conversation here in Athens. Haven't had a chance to talk to him, though we did uh, have a chance to talk to him before the Florida game. He talked a little bit about being excited to play his old team, you know, getting a chance to see the Tigers come to Athens. 
how much talk has there been about Dominic this week and uh, just what this matchup is going to be? Seeing the former Tigers receiver and trying to find a way to slow him down. Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about there being some, uh, you know, some protruding calmness around the Mizzou team. I mean, I think their media training is working because they, you know, anytime Dominic Lovett came up, it was best buds, wish him well, maybe not this weekend, but, you know, it'll be good to see him. Um, obviously, you know, we asked Brady Cook about it. I think they're very good friends and he, he's excited to see him. Um, yeah, he's going to be a part of the conversation. He was such a big part of this Mizzou offense last year, a really, really, really talented receiver. Um, and it's, it's funny, you know, when you look back at how good he was, it kind of looks like Mizzou's upgraded with, with Luther Burton moving over to Lovett's old position. Um, that might not necessarily be the case, but I mean, he... It certainly looks that way on paper with how good Burden's been. Um, but no, Love It's obviously going to be a part of the conversation. Um, the guys are, are keeping pretty shtum about it. They're, uh, they're, yeah, they're really not saying anything that's going to get them, a, get them a, a, a post on a message board anywhere. I think that's the... <laughs> really hurts us, Callum. We really need, you know, over on the junkyard, <laughs> we want those guys talking. But, you know, it could be very well, like you said, a situation where it benefited everybody. Dominic has been very productive at Georgia, right. but given Luther a chance to switch up a little bit. And obviously he's played very, very well in the slot. Yeah, absolutely. So looking uh, into this game, what to you are the keys for Missouri? What does Missouri have to do to go on the road, play in what's probably going to be a, a pretty loud Sanford stadium and have yeah. a chance to pull off this upset? Look, I mean, there's no, no secrets here. Mizzou has to play its, its best game of the season. There's no, I mean, they, they played good against Kentucky for three quarters. They played good against South Carolina for the first half and uh, some change. They played good against certain teams, um, but they have to put a four-quarter game together. What they did against LSU really showed that. Another really excellent team in college football right now. They played two and a half, three quarters of really good football. That's not enough when you're going up against a guy like Jaden Daniels. And it's not going to be enough when they go up against Carson Beck and Lad McConkey and, 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 and the just plethora of elite players that Georgia has. Um, they have to get their pass rush going. That's been not hot and cold, but it's been very, very clear that when they can affect the quarterback, when they can get Darius Robinson and Johnny Walker moving on the edges, when they can really hound the opposition quarterback, They've been stellar. They've been that has really been a, a, a key for them because they are very solid everywhere else. Uh, but when they get that going, they become they become a top twenty defense in college football. Uh, they have to continue their offensive efficiency. Um, you know, Brady Cook has been even in the, the past couple of games where he wasn't putting up the the three fifty put up against Kansas State, the four hundred he put up against Vandy. Even then, when he's only putting up a couple hundred yards, they've been so so efficient on offense that. That hasn't really mattered. They haven't needed these astronomical numbers. They'll need to do that again. They'll need to to be efficient with how they run their offense. They can't afford to make, you know, rookie mistakes there. They can't afford to turn the ball over a lot. I, I think uh, you know a lot of that's pretty obvious. But they, they they need to put four quarters of football together, which really would be the first time this season. Um, that that is, I mean, it's Georgia, you know. <laughs> No, no better time to do it than playing the uh, two-time right. defending national champions. Callum, what, how do you see this playing out on Saturday? If you want to give a score prediction, you can. But uh, otherwise, how do you think this thing goes? 
you know, I'm not usually averse to giving score predictions, but I really am this time because I, I, I honestly have no clue how this one's going to go. I, 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 I think it's going to be an incredibly entertaining game. This is the best Mizzou team that we've seen in, in, since they reached the SEC Championships uh, a decade ago. Uh, this is obviously one of the, if not the best team in college football. Um, I, I think this is going to be a really entertaining game. There is a lot on the line. You know, Eli Drinkwitz and, and, and Co. were trying to diffuse that a little bit, saying, hey, whatever happens Saturday, season's not over. We've still got a lot to play for either way. Even if we do win, the SEC isn't wrapped up at that case. Um, I think it's going to be an incredibly entertaining game of football. It is, I would say, from what I've seen, probably the two best teams in the SEC East. Um, I think Mizzou could potentially take that that state that claim for being the second best team in the East right now. Um, how it's going to go, I'm going to let Saturday take care of itself. Uh, it's, it, 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 I, I think it's going to be a fun one. I don't, you know, it's Georgia. It could be a blowout. It could be, you know, if they turn it on like they did against Florida after that opening drive, then all bets are off. But um, I, I think this is this is a pretty talented Missouri team that should should give Georgia a pretty competitive game. Callum, I've gone back and forth on a score prediction. I, I feel like <laughs> I can't really decide what I think about Missouri. I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to say Georgia 41-24. I do think it's going to be closer mm -hmm. than that. I could see that fourth quarter uh, kind of giving Georgia an opportunity to sort of put the game away. My biggest question is Missouri's defense. Can they get the stops mm -hmm. against Georgia's uh, offense? That's done a very good job of Carson Beck and company because I, I really think that Brady Cook and company can put up points, and I could see this potentially mm -hmm. becoming a shootout. I'm going to say Georgia wins by 17, but I think it's got a chance to be a very entertaining game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I, agree that it's just, I think it will be – no matter what, I don't think it will be a, a, a one-way shootout. We will see for sure. Uh, I'll rattle off real quick for everyone else at Dogs 24-7. Ben Wolk's got 35-20 to 20, Georgia, and uh, I can't believe both, both of our other staff members decided to give us little details. He says Don Lovett finds the end zone twice, which uh, I'm sure Missouri oh. is going to be very thrilled about. And uh, Kip, Adams says, <laughs> Kip Adams says Georgia wins 38-17. to 17. Carson Beck throws for 400 yards. So, uh, looks like, hey, if you guys want to pass along some bulletin board material, the, the guys over at Dogs yeah, 24-7, yeah. they, don't, they don't really think very highly, I guess, of the Tigers' defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's – I've not really got much to add to that. I think they are a little bit better than that, but we will see. I mean, Saturday will take care of itself. Definitely. Well, Callum, I really appreciate you taking the time to pop on. Please be sure to let everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching, uh, know where they can follow you. And if there's stories that you're working on right now over the Daily Tribune that you want to plug, by all means, go ahead and do that now. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can catch me on Twitter at C underscore McAndrew95. I'm pretty active on there, as we need to be. Uh, or I guess it's X now, no one. Um, yeah, working on working on a couple of stories right now. Got got some stuff coming out with with basketball approaching as well. Going to be doing some 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 features on that front with uh, with uh, with Dennis Gates uh, and and co having a pretty exciting basketball team right now. So busy times over in Colombia. There will be plenty of stuff if you if you decide to come on over. Before we get out of here, what is the outlook for uh, Missouri basketball as uh, season's right around the corner? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they have the challenge of, of replacing Kobe Brown, a first-round pick, Demoy Hodge, uh, just a, a, an elite shooter and, and now a, a, an LA Laker. Um, 
they have that challenge of replacing that production. But I think the the overarching key to that is that they have Dennis Gates, who is, I mean, one of the rising stars in in, in college basketball coaching. He, I mean, I think he's he's really hit the portal extremely well. They are recruiting at an unseen heights right now. I mean, one of the, I think it's the number two class in 2024, which obviously won't come into effect until next year, but really a lot of momentum around the program, not predicted as highly as I think they believe they should be, but um, we'll, see. we'll see. I mean, they've got a lot of a lot of guys that really fit Gates' style coming in, which it should be entertaining. They were entertaining last year, and I would expect more of the same this year. Be excited to watch the Tigers and honestly, the entire SEC. I feel like this is going to be a very fun Absolutely. season of basketball. And uh, I'm sure we're Absolutely. going to be all plugged in with that. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up right there again, Callum. I really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate everyone who watched this live, everyone who's listening to it after the fact. Uh, if you haven't already, go to dogs247.com, subscribe, uh, get all the recruiting intel, all the uh, team news, the men's basketball recruiting and team news. A lot of uh, action over there with Mike White and about me here lately. Uh, and also go to dogs247 on YouTube. Uh, go subscribe there. You got the Kirby Smart press conferences, player interviews, Mike White press conferences, and uh, men's basketball player interviews there as well. So for Callum McAndrew, I am Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care of everybody.